Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Coming to you live from our studios here at Kukumlimle in Accra. This is Joy News Prime with me, Carlos Caloni. In our headline, a new tape has emerged on the alleged scheme to oust Inspector General of Police. A third police witness has also fingered the IGP as the mastermind of the recording and leaking of the viral tape. Also, government fight against illegal mining has lost steam. That's the verdict of the president of the National House of Chiefs. As he says, the focus of government is now on winning the next election. We have highlights of the devastating effect of illegal mining in our latest documentary, Forest Under Siege. And Attorney General vows to ensure justice for customers of men's gold as he tears into the modus operandi of the company in a speech at the University of Cambridge. Prime business will come your way at 8 p.m. Government is pushing for definite timelines on external debt negotiations. Even though countries are faced with difficulties and they need uh, funding urgently, the debt restructuring under the G20 Commonwealth need to be looked at. We need definite timelines because a number of countries are going to follow. And Prime Sports is at 8.30. Olandra, well, you and Mohamed Kudus present as the Black Stars hold first training session ahead of that crucial game against Central African Republic in the final AFCON qualifier. Join News Prime is live on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on all social, we are Join News. Also on DSTV Channel 421, GoTV 125, we are your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Stay with us. Join News Prime Headlines was brought to you by don't take risks use a condom every time and thanks to malatu i kicked out malaya one time some spices yes thank you so much for joining us here on join prime now chairman of parliament ad hoc committee probing the leak tape allegedly skimming to remove the igp samuel atachia has revealed a new tape has emerged from the sources on the issue. According to Mr. Tachia, the committee, after scrutinizing the four witnesses, including Bugrinabo, COP Alex Mensah, Superintendent Eric JB, and Superintendent George Sari, will now thoroughly examine any related material to provide a balanced report. He has, however, indicated that the committee going forward will consider an in-camera hearing while inviting any person of interest to the matter. That the first audio is not authentic in terms of some aspects, but they admitted that some of them were authentic. Now, we've had the benefit of a tape on the assumption that it's authentic. The members of the committee will have to internalize that tape, and it is also transcribed and look at it. And that will give us the ideas as to what to do. First of all, do we bring all the I mean, stakeholders together with their lawyers for cross-examination and uh, cross-firing to take place? 
whilst we listen attentively and later when they finish they will have our turn and then are there matters which should not come into the public domain because of national security implications so we'll do long in-house or uh, uh, in-camera hearing and then we make some good sense of it that is how we are going to go we'll be guided strongly by the fact that this is not a simple exercise and it's not everything that should be fed to the general public who have implications for the nation. All right. Again, we, we have indication that there's a petition or there are petitions before the committee by some senior police officers who are following proceedings and they have some information. In court would have said they want to be an amicus to the case before the, uh, before the, 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 the committee. Have you received these petitions? How is the committee? Yes, whilst we were sitting, the petitions were brought to us. So we've not even read them. We've not perused the petitions. But trust us as a committee that there is nothing of consequence that will brush it aside. It's going to be a very comprehensive interrogation. So if people want to aid us to do our fact-finding, we will not block them. We've also just seen that some um, police officers have even taken the IGP to court in relation to their promotion. So I've, I've instructed that they should first the, the, the writ, so that we know the content of what is pending in court and the rest of it. So when do you expect the committee to meet again? We will inform you very soon, because we are partners, you know. We will inform you very soon. But first of all, the members are doing some serious reading of what is supposed to be the authentic tape. And that will inform our next, I mean, activity. What material is different from what we've used? And then we'll do what we call the proper analysis of the uh, new tape, so-called. And that will inform what to do next. If your name is on the tape and your role is significant in we doing the proper fact-finding, it's automatic you have to appear before the committee. But the issue for determination with the members will all decide is do we do an obvious interrogation like the one we are doing on camera or we do in camera because of national security constitution we will let you know everything because it's not going to be a fetish of an investigation that the press is blocked when we plead with the press that they should excuse us because of the matters of national security concerns you understand us it's not everything which is for the public consumption and then we'll do what is needful. Well, it's, it's come to us. You see, we, don't, we might not do, uh, divulge our sources because then you block people from giving us information. But we have a tape, which is supposed to be the comprehensive tape. We'll look at it. If you told the world that it was Kwasi Mainsan who brought me the tape, we might, we might not get the next tape or the final tape or whatever it is, or this information or that information. Attorney General and Minister for Justice, Goffred Iwodami, says government will ensure customers of defunct men's gold get justice. The Attorney General's office only last week filed fresh criminal charges against owner of the company, Anapia Mensa, and two other persons. Speaking at the 40th Cambridge International Symposium on Economic Crime, the Attorney General assured that his office has conducted a thorough investigation into the matter and is hopeful of the prosecution will be successful. Indeed, last year, I spoke at this symposium about a phenomenon that had afflicted the financial sector of Ghana between 2018 and 2020. 
that is the emergence of many unlicensed financial entities operating illegally. The leaders of such entities often live their lavish lifestyle on the proceeds of their illicit activities. I am indicated that prominent among such entities was an armor force organization operating a microfinance institution under the guise of, and guess what, gold trading, legally using the name of a bank. It called itself Men's Bank and metamorphosed into a number of names before eventually taking up the name Men's Gold. It dealt in the purchase and deposit of gold collectibles from the public and issued contracts with guaranteed returns to clients without a license from the relevant authorities. The modules operandi of that company highlighted some of the major causes for the success of such forces. And these are ignorance, vulnerability, and greed of the victims. The vulnerability and ignorance of thousands of otherwise hardworking Ghanaians was the oxygen for the operations of the company, as we often witness in the case of many Ponzi schemes around the world. People paid their life savings to the suspects in the case, resulting in losses worth millions of dollars, and in some cases, loss of lives. The misery and distress caused to many homes nearly unleashed a social crisis as routes and demonstrations broke out in the streets of Accra and other parts of the country. In reality, people lost their homes and some marriages even broke up as a result of the men's growth phenomenon. I am happy to state that after painstaking investigations, criminal prosecutions has commenced against the perpetrators. And at least by the grace of God, justice will be served to victims of those dastardly acts. Meanwhile, the Attorney General says the government will continue to go after people who engage in economic crimes and insider trading, citing the case of the former PPA boss, a named J, who was implicated in alleged contract for sale. Financial Management Act 2016 at 921 enshrines a body of laws to regulate the financial management of the public sector within the macroeconomic and fiscal framework and defines the responsibilities of persons entrusted with the management and control of public funds, as well as the accounting and audit of public funds. Indeed, the question to ask is, have this set of laws been foolproof for wrongdoing? And the answer, in my view, is a resounding no. Indeed, it is the case that wrongdoers will always find a way. They will constantly devise artful means of evading the long arm of the law. In spite of these protective measures, corrupt activities occur at every stage in the procurement process. This unquestionably have a significant negative effect on the economy and harm the development of the society. Insider trading is just one of many unethical behaviors. Some officials responsible for procurement activities in various public institutions abuse their trust by engaging in what is popularly known as behind the scenes business with contractors and suppliers. The unique position they occupy then gives them access to insider information, which they unethically convey to contractors or suppliers to hand an unfair advantage to them over their competitors in a bidding process. The detection of false or inconsistent claims by contractors is often hampered by the illicit protection extended by public procurement officers who have the mandate to detect and revise them. The most chilling and perhaps shocking case of insider dealing was witnessed when a former head of the procurement authority was implicated in what was notoriously described as a contract for sale phenomenon. As a head of the public procurement authority, 
he was alleged to have established a company which he held majority shares and which also actively bid for government contracts. This company was alleged to usually win the contracts and which were subsequently sold to other contractors at a higher price. Vice Chairman of Parliament Committee on Finance and MP for Kaikwe Central, Patrick Iyabwama, is advising the minority to thread cautiously with its actions against the central bank. Now, the minority is currently in court with the police over a disputed route for a demonstration against the governors of the Bank of Ghana for posing losses that they say has affected livelihoods in the country. They are therefore demanding their resignation. But the Okaikwe Central MP said, although the approach to publicly demonstrate against them may be justified and lawful, it portends dire economic consequences on the economy at a time the external debt restructuring negotiation is still ongoing. Well, this is not the first time a group or a body is embarking on a demonstration that the police has altered their roots. It's not the first time. It's not as if the Bank of Ghana is saying we are not going to even receive your petition. It's the content of your petition that is the most important. Where you, you want to deliver it, sometimes I don't believe uh, it's very important. You want to organize a protest, you want to present a petition. Sometimes uh, groups want to petition parliament. They come to the main street, just opposite the conference center, and the leadership are allowed to bring the petition to the leadership. They receive it uh, the fourth, fourth court of parliament. It happens. Even Jubilee House, they send people out there to receive it. It's a matter of uh, discretion by the security to at least ensure that the peace around an institution of the central bank is guaranteed. It's very important. Matters like this also can affect uh, a lot of things around the bank. Central banks uh, work with confidence. And if internationally uh, issues such as this are seen to be affecting their confidence, it can also affect the entire economy. Like I said, we are trying to rebuild our economy. We've gone through a lot of challenges. And a lot of measures have been put in place. We are still negotiating our external debt. You understand? So we have to be very careful with some of these things. So would you call on your colleagues to reconsider their decision? Well, I'll advise them to send their petition uh, to wherever they, they think can be received. Okay. And uh, the, the, the request within the petition is what they must follow through. Now, the minority in parliament have had to reshadow their protests to demand the resignation of the governor of Bank of Ghana, N.S. Addison, and his two deputies. This followed the decision of an Accra High Court to adjourn its ruling on a preliminary objection filed by their lawyers. The objection is in response to an injunction pro process filed by the Ghana Police Service. My colleague Richard Kodunyako was in court and has details of the proceedings. Two preliminary objections were raised by lawyers for the minority and the civil society group. Eduji Tamaklo led the charge. He shut down the police motion and called it incompetent. He says that they have not properly invoked the jurisdiction of the courts. After listening to the various arguments by the minority and the Ghana Police Service, the judge called them to his chamber. Mahama Yaraga explains what happened 
after the judge called them. ADG, who led our team, raised very serious legal issues. The police have been doing the wrong thing for a very long time. It is only today that ADG drew the attention of the court to the fact that the police have been doing the wrong thing in terms of the mechanisms that they have always tried to use to stop demonstrators from carrying out their demonstrations. And as you saw, uh, arguments were made for and against our position. The judge asked us to see him in camera. When we went in, he said that the legal issues that were raised by uh, our side were very serious legal issues. They've never really been canvassed before any court before. And we had referred to several authorities. And he, as a judge, feels that he needs to take a more serious look at the arguments that were made in court today. And uh, given the fact that we just raised those legal issues, he needs a little time to give a ruling, a reasoned ruling, a written reasoned ruling on the matter. So he pleaded with us to give him time. We haggled over the time, and finally we agreed on Friday. So he says that we should hold on so that on Friday he will give a ruling on the legal issues that we ourselves have raised in court regarding the competence of the police to come via the mechanisms and uh, the route that they have come to court. So does it mean that the protests by the minority and the civil society will not come off as advertised? Mahama Yarga has some answers. So as law-abiding citizens, we don't want to sidestep the, the, the courts because we need them to protect us also one day. So the courts have not stopped us from demonstrating. Yes. And the courts have not changed the route of the demonstration. And we have no intention to change the route of the demonstration. Indeed, the, the arguments on the route hasn't even happened yet in court. It is just our pointing out that the police is incompetent in the way that they have come to court. So we are pleading with our supporters and those who have prepared themselves for this match to remain prepared because this match will happen. It will happen on the same route. It is only the date that will change after the court has given a ruling. So on Friday, we will back here in court. We will listen to the ruling of the court on the preliminary matter. We will go into the substantive matter of whether or not the Bank of Ghana premise is a security zone, whether or not you know, the routes that we have chosen uh, cannot be used by us, and then whether or not we are the ones causing the coup in this country. All those arguments will be heard on Friday after the ruling on the preliminary matters and a decision taken by the court, and then we will announce the specific date of the demonstration. What they have done is just to postpone their problems. They have just postponed their problems. As for the problem of we demonstrating and demonstrating their inefficiency, incapacity, how they have destroyed the central bank of Ghana and the financial system of the country, we will demonstrate and we will demonstrate on that route that we have announced to the public. We have also been speaking with the minority leader, KCL Atoforsen, on the way forward. Demonstration will happen in due course. The court has asked us to wait for one week and we are waiting for the court ruling on the matter on Friday. Uh, our supporters should remain ready and the demonstration will certainly happen with a new date. Simple. Reporting for Joy News, my name is Richard Kwejenyakon.
Oh, demands to remove decommissioned toll booths from the nation's highways are escalating, fueled by the tragic death of one individual on the scene, while four others fight for their lives at the Tema General Hospital. This individual sustained injuries in two separate accidents that occurred at the Akrato Plaza on the Akratama motorway this past Sunday. In the following report, eyewitnesses recount a minute-by-minute chronicle of this harrowing incident. This is the state of the tow booth on the Akratama stretch of the motorway after a four tanker plunged into it at around 5 o'clock a.m. Sunday. The driver's mate died on the spot and the driver critically injured. The next day, Monday, three persons on board this truck also suffered life-threatening injuries when their truck crashed into the spiller. Some eyewitnesses recount the incident. Yesterday, uh, like 5 o'clock a.m., we get car inside where we hear them, where we come out. Uh, when we come out, now we see say, some. This one is a trailer, tanker. We tanker, we, we get the accident. We, uh, we go come out the driver. We made the die. We made the die. Uh, so uh, around 11, 11 uh, 10 to 11, and we get inside too, and we hear another. Bow. When we come out, no, you see, say, this car to get an accident. We, uh, the people were trained inside. So we, we come, we, we come out to the car, we them send him to hospital. By the driver, the in leg, we call, uh, listen, fire service. We can help us, we come out come. We send him to hospital. So right now, so this two boots is not working. Always accident. Me run now. I'm travel. Uh, what do you call him? Mali, Niger, Abidjan. Anywhere I'll go there. But this accident, I've not seen before. But Ghana here alone. Always. This two boots, Temato boots, uh, what do you call Accra, Weja, what do you call Insamru. The same thing. Amit. These crashes are not limited to just the Akrato Plaza. Eyewitnesses claim between January and August this year, over 20 people have died in a similar way at the Tamato booth. Yes, January to August, what I've seen, I've actually witnessed over, I may say 20 deaths, what I've seen. Yes, and it normally occurs at night, because normally there is no two, uh, light on the, on the, on the tow booth. Uh, at night and then also you know especially those who are new on the road and when we are driving along you know that flower across road the marginal lines in between the road that we should follow some of them come and face to the walls of the two so without you being new you being good on the road you wouldn't even know you are heading towards to a wall since there is no light or there's no any indication that okay this you are approaching danger zone or maybe there's no reflector nothing to show that uh, there is an empty tow ahead by the time you realize you have already driven into the tow this has angered many motorists and residents who are demanding the total removal of the commission tow booth from the country's highways my yesterday i was here and my auntie called me so i should come and see something 
accidents happen at motorway. I was running, come and see. It's very, very, very bad. Sad. Some people are dying just like that. So we beg the Kufado. We beg uh, Mr. Makwata. We beg them. They should come and remove the room so that the driver will take time and go. They are on speed. So if the tow boot are not there, they will come and go and pass free. But the, because of the room, they are losing control. So innocent person are dying. Stomach all tear. The, everything is the stomach was flowing like this. You can't see. that. You can't see. Very sad. How this tow boot they kill human being for years? You know, if they don't repair the repair armor, they will come clear for us. Because especially the uh, shaman tow boot. Every day we know come out there, but they know before or five. But to the ask you, you are here. We know if you talk, but you are here. There are no say you go go out. So we beg, we the beg government of Ghana. They should come and repair the tow booth or they go clear for us. Visibility at these tow booths at night is low, and there are no warning signs. Until these tow booths are either put to good use or removed, drivers will have to exercise a lot of caution when approaching any of these booths anywhere in the country. Carlos Galoni's report, Joy News. Now, the National Labor Commission has issued a directive to the Colleges of Education Teachers Association of Ghana to call off its strike. This is after the Ministry of Finance fulfilled its commitment to credit the accounts of members with their long-awaited allowances. Now, CITAC had been out of the classroom for more than four weeks because of the non-payment of the allowances put in the education of teacher trainees in limbo. CITAC is now expected to comply with the directive and immediately return to the classroom now that the accounts have been credited. Now, President of CTAC, Prince Oben Hema, joins me via Zoom. Hi, uh, Prince. So, I want to know, Mr., what is the status of your strike as we speak now? Yeah, good evening, my brother. And uh, a couple of minutes ago, we concluded our meeting at neck level, having uh, collated results of the voting uh, among members across the 46 public colleges of education to determine uh, the fate of the action. You'll recall that uh, CETAC have said that we are adopting the bottom-up approach. We wanted all our members to be involved in the decision-making process, even though the National Labor Commission had ruled. And we have been doing that. So at the end of the voting, uh, we go by majority, even though we may not have agreed with the totality of the ruling of the NLC. As a law-abiding institution or association, we wish to, you know, comply so that uh, we we'll go back to work and then we would engage for the other outstanding issues to be resolved. On the basis of that, tomorrow we'll officially come out with a communique and uh, we'll, say, we'll share with the media where the responsibility to ensure compliance will now be shifted onto the National Labor Commission. In that communique, we anticipate to give our members up to Thursday because people are in their villages. My good self, I'm at my cocoa farm far away from my station. It will take me some, uh, I mean, couple of uh, hours or days to be able to go back to my station. So by Thursday, hopefully we should all be able to touch base uh, on our stations and then resume work. So that's where we are. All right. So if you were going to back down, why didn't you do that some, I mean, a month ago? Why didn't you do that? Oh, yeah. We go on strike to achieve results. Mm. We said we wanted implementation of the, uh, of the, of the conditions of service. Now, conditions of service have been implemented. But for the strike, they wouldn't have done that. We wanted leave. The National Labor Commission, by what we have done, has given the people uh, 
uh, uh, directives with timelines, when to grant the leave to the tutors and all that. So we think that fairly we have achieved, uh, I mean, enough. And then we have to engage, go back to teach our students so that we'll be able to engage to see the, to the compliance of the rest of the items. Some believe that the refusal to pay your August uh, salary uh, is actually the reason why you have uh, made this U10. What do you make to uh, such school of thought? Yeah, thoughts. They decided not to pay our salary. The directives came out. So around the time they were, salaries had not been paid, if we were going to be G3, that was the time we'd have called off. We stood our grounds. We knew what we wanted for. Up to a point where at the last uh, meeting with NLC, they came with timelines as to when they were going to comply. Because what they have said initially was blanket, in our opinion, where there were no timelines and it would be difficult to catch them. So with the timelines provided, we think that uh, it's fair to go back and what some of the things, they are processes, so that we all monitor how they comply, how we all feed into the processes to ensure that uh, collectively, you know, we move on. We are grateful for your time. We'll take a Thank break. You. We'll return with more. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself for PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free 
to shine. Malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Mala 2 is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still need job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store All the store and discover the smart way to bank echo bank the pan-african bank daddy daddy <sighs> this tank is big yes that's true it can store a lot of water that's so true wow it has a working surface by it mm -hmm. that's so true i can see s I-N-T-E-X Syntax That is so true, my daughter When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true But why? Why? Syntax was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana Syntax again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana Syntex gives you the biggest warranty, seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex Tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hi, now let me share my wildlife experience with you at Safari Valley Eco Park. 
Welcome to Safari Valley Echo Park. Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the Echo Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat undisturbed by our presence. We saw zebras, sable antelope, brown crane, mara, silky chicken, yalas, Shetland ponies and so many animals I just couldn't keep up. Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this price for adults? This price for teenagers. It's a bargain. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It has been a thrill of a lifetime and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer to nature. Welcome back and thank you so much for staying with us. Now, Ghana's once thriving forests remain under relentless siege as illegal mining operations persistently pillage the country's natural resources. Despite assurances from President Anadu Dankwekufuadu that the situation is under control, the ongoing devastation of Ghana's forests, widespread pollution of rivers and water bodies, and the apparent lack of resolution continue to cast a shadow over the nation. Here are excerpts of our latest hotline documentary, Forest and the Sea, produced by Erastus Asaridanko. The once green Apamprama Forest Reserve has been largely reduced to a wasteland. Valuable tree and animal species are all gone. Maybe this is the only green that is still active, but valuable trees. The flora and fauna, animals, the river order, which lies dirty here, they are all gone. The Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources has, through the agency of the Forestry Commission, with the assistance of the military, made the effort to cordon off all 294 sites of forest reserves in the country and rid them of illegal mining. So while the president was giving this assurance, illegal miners were pillaging the Apamprama Forest Reserve. This miner tells us he works for one Emilia, who we later learned is a politician. They are not working today because a military swoop on the area has affected them. Their equipment have been seized. We found her equipment parked inside Cobra Town. The youth are not happy. Some of them have had their machines bent in another military operation. When the soldiers came, they met one of our excavators on the road and they bent it. These equipment belong to Mama Emilia's group. She's a former women's organizer for when people at Jacobo. We don't know why they did not burn her equipment. These excavators are part of 16 equipment bent by personnel from the Central Command of the Ghana Armed Forces in Kumasi on 7th June 2023. 
This move is part of an operation by the Forestry Commission to rate the Apamprama Forest Reserve of illegal miners to pave the way for a pilot reclamation exercise. Brigadier General Ajeman Prempe is the general officer commanding the Central Command. His reaction when he first saw the degradation caused the Apamprama Forest Reserve by irresponsible miners. I felt shocked. I felt worried. I felt people were heartless. I felt they were not getting And I just say that these are people that we need to ensure that they don't come around here anymore. I felt that generations behind have been robbed of something great. 16 excavators have been bent under his watch and a number of excavators seized and parked at the Central Command 4th Battalion grounds in Kumasi. Once you find it in the forest, we burn. Once you find it along the riverside, we burn. Once you find it in an area that is grey where the individual has been given the right to mine, we collect the machines and bring them to the uh, command headquarters for you to come and justify with your documents if indeed you have the right to mine in the area. So the forest is a no-go and it has been defined like it's an illegal area for anybody to mine. Brigadier General Ajeman speaks of his resolve to protect what remains of the Apamprama Forest Reserve. When we look at the the environmental sustainability cycle you know once you are destroying more than you can you, you, you can replant or you can build it means that it is not sustainable a chiefs and resident of achim hema near osino in the fantiaqua south district of the eastern region have given the district assembly police and the regional coordinating council 10 days to drive out illegal miners while destroying their water bodies and farmlands. The traditional authority in Achim say the activities of illegal miners in the area have caused grave damage to water bodies and destroyed buffer zones. Addressing the media at the Akwasidai Festival, Achim Himanhini Osaberima Merikisi Okasum Aporiata said if the government fails to eradicate the illegal mining menace in the area, the community will have a showdown with illegal miners to protect their properties and livelihoods. We cannot continue to sit down and get these things continually destroyed. We know you've done your best, but your best is not your best. We want to call on you and the original administration to wake up. Don't hold back the anger of my people anymore. Anytime I come, they complain, I said, oh, you wait, you wait. Let us follow the due process of the law. And these people are taking advantage of us. Enough is enough. From tomorrow, start telling them, if you don't have a paper from water resources or from the office of the president that the president has shown away his directive so you can go and destroy my water body, you go away. Some residents blame authorities for the continuous damage of their lands. The illegal miners are released whenever the police take them to court.
Illegal miners have taken over the farms and are destroying the crops. It is heartbreaking to see our water bodies and lands destroyed. I am pleading with the government and local authorities to help protect our water bodies. The mining consultant Dr. Solomon also believes the Minerals Commission has failed in discharging its duties. Minerals Commission, yes, per our regulations, they are the regulators of all mining activities in Ghana. That yeah. is right. Mm -hmm. But the point is, as my sister Sewa said, it predates that interministerial committee. Mm -hmm. So what were they doing at the Minerals Commission that they couldn't solve the problem such that the president could initiate that interministerial uh, uh, a committee process to address the problem. As at now, the interministerial committee is no more, right? The president dissolved it in 2020 or 2021 or so. Between 2021 and 2023, two years, what has the Mineral Commission done to address the problem? So like I said, we need to decentralize the registration with some of the chiefs they can be part of the process, but they will not take the decision. They will be part of giving the lands to the people because now they give the lands. That's why they are involved, right? So if they are part of it, fine. But the technical aspect should be championed by the Minerals Commission. And the Minerals Commission should engage other technical people with fresh ideas to help them address the problem. Because it is clear that we've given them the opportunity to solve the problem, and they have failed. The interministerial committee has failed. This government has failed. And we are looking forward for a change in the direction that they are bearing um, towards. The chiefs and people of B traditional Eric, gives President Akufuado a 90-day ultimatum to set up an independent body to investigate the alleged police killing of two people in a community in the Volta region. Addressing a press conference in Hawaii on behalf of the B Traditional Council and B Paramount Chief Togwega Gabusu VII, the Divisional Chief of B Wigbe, Togwege gave President Akufuado the ultimatum to set up an independent body to investigate the alleged police killings of two people during a clash last week. Now, according to the police, the disturbance started after a police patrol vehicle was involved in an accident with a motorbike rider. And the rider sustained injuries. Some members of the community became angry and set the police vehicle on fire. The call for an independent commission of inquiry after the heels of a distressing incident that unfolded between the police force and the residents of Bigudenu in the Hokwe municipality. This unfortunate confrontation, according to residents, resulted in the untimely depths of two, sending shockwaves through the B state and igniting a demand for justice. Divisional Chief of B. Wegbetogbi Kerr, the 12th, read the press release on behalf of the Paramount Chief of B. Traditional Area, Tobiga Gabusuru the 7th. On behalf of the B state, and in my own right, is calling on the President of the Republic of Ghana 
His Excellency Nana Adudakwa Adu to immediately and as a matter of urgency to set up an independent committee of inquiry to investigate a report on the findings as far as past and current events of police brutalities and killings of innocent citizens in the big states are concerned. Management of Akenten Apiamenka University of Skills Training and Entrepreneurial Development is considering measures to control excesses in the celebration of Hall Weeks. This follows the death of Prosper Oso, a level 300 student who suffered severe burns during a Hall procession event at the school. Now, a committee has been constituted to investigate the incident and make recommendations to avert reoccurrence. Nana Bwachi Yadong visited the university campus and has filed the following report. The 23-year-old mathematics student was seen leading a procession as part of the whole week celebration on August 25. While performing some rituals, he is alleged to have accidentally set his regalia on fire, suffering severe burns. Prosper Owusu was rushed to the Konfonochi Teaching Hospital but died on September 1st. University Relations Officer David Owusu Amwa says a committee has been constituted to investigate the incident. Yes, this information has reached management and management has swiftly begun investigations to unravel all the issues that surround the, the incident. Uh, management assures the public that it will keep it updated as and when it gets um, further details about all that happened. So for now, that is what is happening. Uh, management has already called on the, the family of the deceased. And um, um, every how that management can support in the barrier of the late Prosper Uchu is being taken care of by management. The committee is expected to put in measures to avert future occurrence of such incidents. So yes, this is a sad incident and we are trying as much as possible to find out what actually happened so that going forward we put in place measures uh, to forestall it repeat. The, the team that is working on it will make recommendations based on what they find out in the course of the investigation. So such decisions will be the end result of the investigations that we are doing. So yes, some decisions will come that will safeguard the university from experiences such and such and such, such an incident again in the university. So behind me is the Opokuwari Hall where Prosper Owusu, the supposed chief priest of the hall, and came across his untimely death during the hall's procession. Prosper's regalia is said to have caught fire, leading to his untimely death. As a stance, management of the university says they have begun their preliminary investigation into the matter. Reporting for Joy News, my name is Dana Bwachidankwa Yadom Kumase. Quite unfortunate incident there. But we'll take a short break. We'll come back with Showbiz. Stay. Your way, passing the tear from the declaring plastic. Any more, 
My name is John, and this is my long-time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later. And there she is, my cookie, dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John, who holds the mullah, calls the shots, play game pack games, the easiest lottery to play and win. It's four numbers from zero to nine up to three times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star nine four six hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. Drink. This advert is FDA. Welcome back. Uh, this is Showbiz with me, Becky. Oh, yeah. Hello to you. Yeah. How was your weekend, Carlos? Weekend was great. Weekend yeah. was actually great. What so, did you do? Uh, I prepared some banku and fetri de chi. Okay. Oh, that's, that's nice. Well, I was at uh, Patorankin's uh, album listening. It was an exclusive listening, uh, which I've been uh, in Accra. Uh, there was, you know, a few industry players. Had quite a wonderful time. Those of you exclusive of what happened at the album listening. 
I like that he fuses a lot of Ghanaian musicians with his music. A lot of features. Um, track number three, you know, Menkaidi, you know, but I know it's track number three. And I told myself that I'll go home and listen to it again when it comes out in about a couple of days. But let me use it. I want to use it. Let me use it. Let me use it. That song with Philippa, it's unfortunate that I didn't pay attention to it because it's 888, but I feel this real room. No, what track number is this? I'm gonna say three, it's fine, I'll find it. Yes, the world best is the world best. He's always good at it and he keeps winning. So for me, Charlie, it's, it's a bomb. I, yeah, I mean, it's a vibe. Um, that's I think that's one word I can use to describe the album. Um, it's lovely, I love it, and I've always been a fan of Pato Ranking. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're out here to support. Um, it's Ghana, it's African music as well. So we're just here to support. Yeah. Have you finally selected a, a favorite of the album? Um, I think I like the Mama vibe because of the, the Ghanaian influence in there with the highlights. But the album is crazy. Like I'm in a learning process right now. Still. So I like the one featuring Jackie because I'm all for my women in this country. So Jackie all the way. And Jackie's crossing borders. So I'm so happy for her. Shout out to Pat Pato is incredibly talented. And he look, the way I, I can't wait to be have a. I love listening to albums by myself. Mm. I don't want to listen to it with all of you guys. You know, it's <laughs> it's cool listening to it with all of you guys. We can jump, but he has a lot of substance and musicality. So I can't wait to go and listen to it by myself. Aside from you guys, but there was a lot of quality that was clear. It's an it's an exciting and interesting album. I think the album. One builds from track one to my favorites are the uh, the high life inspired tracks. Very 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 unique, very rich. So uh, and the last one, you know, what a way to end the album. I love it. I love what best album, Charlie? It's a big album. World best album. Tell me about uh, what work. How much work went into this album, putting it together? I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, it was a lot, but at the end of the day, it was fun. To be honest with you, I enjoyed every process, from the production to recording to everything. It was all fun, and I don't know for some funny reason, you know, when you're making a project, you're not under pressure. You're just that was the vibe I was on. How how is working with first of all Ludacris like? You know, for you. No, I want to say big shout out to Luda's team. You know, we had a camp in Ghana and they invited me. So we did a song and after the whole recording, I told them I'm working on a project and they said, oh yeah, let's listen to what you're working on. And I played the whole project and they love Miracle Baby. And I said, really? He said, they said, part of this is the song. I said, okay, so I want Luda on it. And they said, yes, done. Consider it done. That's what my friends call me. So I am who they say I am. Would you like to 
So World Best Album will be out tomorrow. Go stream it and support Pato Rankin. That'll be all for uh, showbiz this evening. Sure. Also, that'll be all for the news. Yep. Please join us tomorrow for more news. when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a global, days when plants run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything? Oh yes, because on global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order with the... Le- Hooray! Mampong Technical College of Education is 100 years old. The Governing Council of Mampong Technical College of Education, in collaboration with management, alumni, and staff, is pleased to announce to the general public of the Grand Derba, which comes off on Saturday, 9 September 2023, at the College Field at 9 a.m. prompt. The theme for the celebration is the role of technical, vocational education, and training in the national development agenda. In attendance is a special guest of honor, His Excellency, the President of the Republic of Ghana, Nama Abdutankwa Ekufo Adu. Guest of honor, His Royal Highness, the Sibra Osebonsu II, Mampongine, and the President of the Mampong Traditional Council. The man, action. The man, action. The man, action. In life, choice is good, but choice plus safety is way better. Your safety and comfort is paramount. Under the cylinder recirculation model, you can buy LPG in a safe environment. All cylinders are inspected and maintained to the best safety standards, so your safety is assured. Just take your empty cylinder to the nearest exchange point and swap it for a filled cylinder. Different cylinder sizes will be available to meet your pocket size. Imagine cooking in a smoke-free environment. This will improve the health and well-being of you and your family. Choose LPG in a safer model of distribution. Cylinder recirculation model. Securing your safety. Creating more jobs. A message from the National Petroleum Authority under the patronage of the Ministry of Energy. Goes to Kwame Boateng. That's my son. Get the TV. Surprise! Wow. 
CCLC6452 Let TV? Yes. You can now get 4K content. And because you like games, it's got game mode. Wow! Like father, like son. With TCL side by side refrigerators, you can always get something still to quench your thirst. Wow! Your mom is the best. TCL air conditioners are the best because it cools so well. Wow! No, no comment. Enjoy the best quality sound with TCL soundbar. Do all your washing with TCL affordable washing machine. Always buy the best from TCL. TCL is proud. The business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Good evening. This is Business on Joy News Prime with me, Beverly Pro. We go straight into our stories now. And Minister of State at the Ministry of Finance, Dr. Mohammed Amin Adam, is pushing for scheduled timelines when it comes to renegotiating debt restructuring with external creditors. The minister noted that the time taking to secure a deal under the G20 framework is not helping countries like Ghana. Dr. Amin Adam disclosed this during a discussion on climate financing at the ongoing climate change conference in Kenya, Nairobi. There are challenges, you know, associated with, with this, particularly if you have to do the fiscal to finance your uh, development. Uh, number one is, is, is the time period involved in, in debt destruction under the G20 Common Framework. Look at the example of Zambia. Then Ghana is following uh, Ethiopia, Chad. The time involved is so long. And until we have definite timelines to do debt destruction with the negotiation, countries are going to continue uh, to suffer. So Ghana submitted um, an offer uh, with uh, we started uh, looking at negotiating an MOU, much more to negotiate the, the death restructuring scenarios. So that is the time period. You are, even though countries are faced with difficulties and they need uh, funding urgently, the death restructuring under the trade commonwealth need to be looked at. We need definite timelines because a number of countries are going to follow. I've seen data that suggests that uh, of the 68 V20 countries, 40 of them are dead distressed. And so if they are dead distressed, the likelihood that a number of them will 
also train uh, Zambia, Ghana, Ethiopia, Chad for their restructuring under the G20 common, common framework. It's, it's very likely. And, and, and therefore, we need time, definite timeline to guide the negotiation of the debt restructuring. Now, the Bank of Ghana has indicated it is committed to instituting fresh measures to help bring inflation down to its target to help stabilize the economy. Director of Research at the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Philip Abrado, to disclose this in a speech read on behalf of the governor, Dr. Ernest Addison, at a workshop for some financial journalists. Like many economists around the world, Ghana was not spared with the devastating effect of COVID-19 in 2020 and post-pandemic effects. The country's attempt to revive the economy suffered another major setback in 2021 with the Russian-Ukraine war, which had some repercussion on supply chain. Bank of Ghana explains surge in inflation in 2022, coupled with fiscal policy implementation and its vulnerabilities, led to loss of confidence and access to international capital markets, putting pressure on the balance of payments. Speaking at the program, Dr. Philip Abredu Otu says, Confidence is needed to turn things around. He added that measures being implemented are beginning to yield results. We are seeing inflation declining steadily, while we see non-food inflation going down significantly. I think we've moved somewhere from 49 or 50 percent to around 33 for non-food, uh, but the food still remains high and therefore the overall is not coming down very fast. But I think there's some good news in there. For your non-food in six months to decline by 17 percentage points is, is, is very encouraging and we need to work more on the food side. Fiscal policy implementation for the first six months is also on track. Um, we expect a review to take place in September to take stock of what has happened in the past and also to take a forward-looking view. Dr. Abredi Otu commended media outlets for explaining complex issues regarding operations of the bank and the economy to Ghanaians. We all know the aftermath and what has happened in the media, uh, in the press, uh, the, the discussions that have followed, the twists and turns. Um, but I think I must say that the press has also been very helpful in this, in this regard and um, we acknowledge the efforts that the press made. Uh, I've had personal friends who have made statements to me and have said that it looks like the press uh, is well versed in, in, in these issues. Uh, they listen to some media stations and they mention a few names of some people who were out there explaining the issues and they thought that these persons brought clarity to, to, to the issue. President of Private Newspapers and Online Publishers Association of Ghana, Primpag, Andrew Edwin Arthur, touching on the recent backlash of BOG in the media, says the central bank acted within its mandate. As a media association whose members interact with the management of the central bank on a regular basis, we are of the firm conviction that the Bank of Ghana and its management, in all that they do, act in good faith 
for the broader interests of Ghana. We are particularly happy as a media association to know that the bank, in all its operations, some of which have attracted public bashing, acted within the applicable laws governing its mandate as a central bank. Meanwhile, former president of Institute of Financial and Economic Journalists, Lloyd Evans, encouraged journalists to get opinion of technocrats apart from politicians on topical issues. But uh, let me play with, with journalists. We don't go beyond what the politicians tell us, which is very, very unfortunate. Let us try as much as possible to speak to the technocrats to as well. I don't know how many of you have interviewed Mr. Kwame Pini. I don't know. But Mr. Kwame Pini has a different view about all what is happening. And Mr. Kwame Pini is not an ordinary person. At the age of 27, he was the managing director for Ghana Control Board. At the age of 27. So these are people that we must try as much as possible to get closer to. The Bank of Ghana assured the participants of continuous collaboration with the now, Associate Professor at the Andrews University, Professor Williams Pepra, has questioned the effectiveness of the proposed domestic credit rating agency due to its shareholding structure. He fears the local rating agency could encounter some challenges, including government interference in its rating outcome. Speaking early on Business Live, Professor Pepra said government's ability to overcome these barriers will help the local agencies function properly. The formation of this credit agency is going to be owned by government. Mm. Um, we, we may see, we may have a challenge of partiality and independence. Um, outside, in the outside, outside Ghana, most of these uh, credit agencies are owned by private entities and they, they are for profits. But the way we have structured ours in Ghana is look at all the entities who are shareholders are government owned. And the question will be that if government is going to issue a security, will they be fair to be able to give the proper analysis and ratings that are required, uh, where there will be no pressure coming from government to give a certain kind of ratings um, that will probably will not be, um, I mean, in support of what government envisages. And so that is where the challenge is going to come out from. And then also whether Ghanaian investors are ready to pay for credit agent, um, ratings out, out, output. So the way credit agencies um, generate their revenue is that they, they generate their revenue when they sell these published um, act, um, results. So will the investors in Ghana be prepared to pay for it or is it going to be the ratings are going to be uh, reported in the dailies for free? So these are the challenges that probably I foresee is being coming. Are they going to do an evaluation on government securities? If yes, then that is not going to, they are not going to be able to be fair and give proper objectives. Maybe they'll be only working for private entities, if that is the, the aim. In that, in that case, they'll be able to do that. Unless when it comes to government instruments, you may need a private entity who is not um, um, going to who will be independent and will be able to give a um, proper evaluation of government securities to be for us to be able to know the ratings um, being, being, being given out.
And that's all for business. We have more business news when you log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. I'm Beverly Broom. Have a good evening. Okay. Don't worry, darling. I won't touch your calipo, okay? Okay. Hey, she, papa. Should I listen for you? It's okay, Grandma. I can drink it all. Oh, coffee. I've brought plenty for you. Do you know that that calipo? The natural fruit juice drink. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. My name is John, and this is my long-time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later... Big night to Chanel, a special wedding reception for her bride and groom. And there she is, my cookie dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John, who holds the mula, calls the shots, play game by games, the easiest lottery to play and win. It's four numbers from zero to nine up to three times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star 946 hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. Hey, Charlie, what number? The malaria really knocked you down, eh? Hey, Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumefantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemists Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. For decades, we have helped businesses connect with their trade partners all over the globe. From Ghana to Burkina Faso, Côte d'Ivoire, Benin, Togo, Senegal, China, Morocco, France, Netherlands, and many other countries. We have made it possible to bring Ghana to the world. We have brought small and medium businesses closer to their customers across the regions in Ghana with our SME support facilities. We have brought relief and smiles to the faces of families with our employee personal loans. With our cutting-edge technology and digital support, we take the burden of complex thinking off you. Making life simple. That is who we are. As close as a partner. Bank of Africa. We are indeed the African bank with the global reach.
segment is brought to you by Commended DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries. Another welcome to Prime Sports with me, Razak Musbao. Now, the Black Stars uh, have started training ahead of that crucial game against Central African Republic on Thursday in the final qualifier of the AFCON Games. Now, my colleague Lawrence Beidou monitored the first training session, which uh, took place at the Class 4 Stadium. Twelve players reported for the Black Stars opening training session at the Accra Sports Stadium ahead of the Africa Cup of Nations qualifier against Central Africa Republic. Andre Ayule, the boys at the Accra Sports Stadium, first beginning with a training warm-up before ball juggling and then shooting practices. Jonathan Suwa, the only Ghana Premier League player called up, had a training session separate away from the squad, having played for Mediama on Sunday. The team is expected to continue their training sessions in the coming days before flying to Kumasi for the game. For Joy Sports, Lawrence Beju. Now, head coach of the side, uh, Chris Eaton, has been reacting to criticisms for his inclusion of Black Stars captain Andre Ayu to the team. According to him, he is unfazed by the criticism because he believes that Andre Ayu has a crucial role to play in the team. Well, uh, growing, growing conceptions doesn't. Um... It's not something that means too much to me. Now, from from my point of view as, as head coach, um, it's about the squad that I want and the reasons for each player to be in the squad. So, what is a perception outside? I don't know. You know, and this is not not my concern. What I have to do is I have to pick a squad. And uh, that squad can be made up of young, exciting players. They can be made up of um, uh, perhaps more experienced players. There will there will always be in the general public there will, there will always be a, be a lot of debate about who should be in the squad and should who should. And uh, there are there are players and and uh, Andre comes into a category we know that he hasn't played as much so we're, we're knowledgeable about the amount of games that he's played and but i also know what he means to the squad he's our captain i know what he gives the squad as regards and it's and anybody in the squad it's 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 never just about their abilities it's about what they bring to the squad some experience some know-how how they can affect the, the other players. So for every player that's in the squad, there is there is a reason. And there will always be debate about any member of the squad. And, that, and I'm quite sure if I asked you or if I asked the gentleman sitting over there or the gentleman sitting over there, their squads, I'm quite sure that there will be players in the squad that would be different that are in there. Meanwhile, the Ghana Football Association Vice President Mark Haddo has been bemoaning the recent performances of the Black Stars and he's charged the technical team to ensure the team improves come Thursday. He's been speaking to my colleague Stephen Zando on Live FM. Hey, I, I, nobody's happy in, in, with the performance. I think Chris would be the first person to tell you he himself is not happy with the performance either. We, we expect more. We are Ghana. So 
uh, like I said, it is not for the lack of talent. I think it's what we've seen or what we saw in Qatar. We mm -hmm. saw that this team can be quite dynamic. Mm -hmm. So it's a question of making sure that we are speaking there all the right uh, players and also ensuring that the system that he's deploying is quite dynamic enough to be able to break teams down and so that we can get results. Mm. So that's a, that is the um, uh, Chris. That is the the challenge that he and his technical team mm. have on you know, have now, mm. and we will support them 100 percent to okay. make sure that. The, but it's something that they they are working on day and night to make sure that they pick the right team to be able to provide that dynamic results that mm. we are looking for and the dynamic play that we know the Black Stars for playing. Mm. So it's um, it's something that he's working on and he knows it. He, and he knows the whole country is expecting that and we are expecting that. And you are expecting that improvement next week Thursday against Central African Republic? We, uh, the, hey, the process has started. We mm -hmm. expect to see uh, marked improvement in the performance, in, you know, and we want that. We we are Ghana. We don't, you know, people don't just say, "Hey, South Africa, what's your back? What's your three, four, be five billion But that's how. But football has changed. Away from football, the opening ceremony of the first ever African Paralympic Games took place earlier in the, on Sunday and uh, at the Bukum Boxing Arena. My colleague Kwame Benaya was there, and he came to with this report. Hundreds of athletes from over 10 countries gathered at the Bokum Boxing Arena in Accra for the opening ceremony of the first ever African Para Games. The Ghana Supporters Union did not disappoint as they dazzled the audience with an electrifying performance to set the tone for the ceremony. In attendance were the president of the African Paralympic Committee, Samson Dean, Minister of Youth and Sports, Mustafa Yusuf, and other dignitaries. With Ghana hosting the maiden edition of the continental event, President Samson Dean made this assurance. We should be proud. Ghana, 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 we made it. in the history of the sport. This is what we have called, we have fought, we have engaged, we have made sure that today happens. 36 years of our sport, we have it today. And I hope, I hope that we get the qualification to the Paralympic Games in Paris 2024. Sports Minister Mustafa Yusif said parasports will help people with disability to feel more included in society.
protect and ensure full and equal enjoyment of all human rights and fundamental freedom by persons with disabilities and to promote and respect to, for their inherent dignity. The tournament was later officially launched with performances that represent the various African countries partaking in the tournament. With your indulgence and on behalf of the Excellency, the President of the Republic, I wish to declare the first African Paragans Accra 2023 duly open. Well, the games are underway and we'll bring you an update of the outcome of those games and the para games over there. Well, that's all we have for you on Prime Sports tonight. We'll be back the same time tomorrow. Have a lovely evening. Sports segments was brought to you by Mende DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries.